Welcome to the Food Therapy Podcast, where we talk honestly and openly about mental health, diet culture, BS, and food freedom. We're your co-hosts. I'm Brittany Modell, owner of Brittany Modell Nutrition and Wellness. And I'm Lauren Sharp, owner of Empower Method Nutrition. We are food freedom registered dietitians who have struggled with mental health, poor body image, and disordered eating behaviors. We are on a mission to dismantle diet culture, normalize conversations around mental health, and empower you as you heal your relationship with food and your body. Let's get talking. Hello, and welcome back to Food Therapy. Lauren, how are you doing on this bright Wednesday? Honestly, beautiful weather, great vibes. Oh my gosh, we, Brittany and I always talk beforehand for like, it's literally been 25 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we just sit here and talk, but I forgot to tell you all the boxes what? behind me. Literally oh moving. my God. Well, moving, but like, it's, we're literally closing on the house, not next not tomorrow, not next Thursday, but Thursday after that. I'm so excited for you. I actually, when I was visiting Lauren in Philly, I was able to see a few houses with her and it's just amazing. (laughs) I'm I'm truly so excited. I'm so excited. We literally, we wanted to get brunch and then brunch, like we wanted to go to this special place. If you're in Philly, Cafe Lamad, and there was a wait and I was like, it. I mean, there's like a few open houses. Want to come with me? And um, so it'll be interesting for you to actually see what we ended up. I getting. know. I can't wait. It's I'm been sorry. a fucking saga. We should actually do an episode. I feel like that would be really interesting, even though it's so off topic. But like, just like I did not, I was not prepared for the emotional roller coaster of buying a place. It's wild. But I feel like it, it kind of goes back to like the financial investment, yeah. which it ties into like relationship with money, which totally. Yeah, I feel like it, Everything. there are some overlaps that you wouldn't even recognize. Yeah, 100%. So, but yeah, the weather yeah. in New York is beautiful yeah. and it just puts me in such a good mood. It, yeah. I don't know if you are impacted by weather, but when the weather yeah. is nice and sunny and warm, I'm just so much happier. Same. But at the same time, it's actually interesting when I was little, I think I've talked about it on here a little bit, but. I had, I hated the rain because I would always fear that something would happen to my parents like mm. driving or something. So I literally refused to go to school when it was raining outside because, well, because of a few things because of that, but also because after school, they wouldn't let us outside to like, go find our parents. They would make us go into the auditorium and oh, no. I hated being in the yes. big crowd of like, I just hated it. But yeah, I like now I kind of, I love when it rains, especially on a day where I don't have to go anywhere and I'm just being lazy and can like work from the couch. But otherwise, yes, sunny vibes all the way. Yeah. With rain, I prefer being home and yeah. cozy. Oh yeah. I get in a really bad mood when it's raining. I have to be somewhere. Oh, I can't same. get a cab. The bus is late. It's, it's just not fun. No. Like walking, especially in New York, it gets kind of gross in the rain. But anyway, I'm you excited know, to talk vibes. about... Yeah, sunny vibes. <laughs> so I'm excited to talk about today's topic because this is something that has actually been coming up uh, quite frequently with my clients. And I know that you mentioned with your clients as well. And that is body image and going into the summertime. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what that might feel like for someone. And also, again, recognizing 
everyone's privilege and everyone's own relationship to their body and how that will show up in the world. So some of the concerns, and I'm curious, you know, to hear what some of the concerns you've been hearing from clients, but there's definitely some anxiety around clothing, specifically clothing that does not fit from the summer prior, specifically wearing less clothing can bring about some anxious thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, like what kind of concern, oh, and the other piece as well is just like more socializing, more um, travel, summer um, getting together with friends. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely, I pretty much always, even without summer, even when it's like spring and tank tops come, uh, come out and about, I always hear just like, I've had a lot of clients who are like, I always need to have a sweater with me so that I can either just like put it over me if I'm uncomfortable or like have it on my lap. And we've done a lot of work on body image with Molly, our body image expert in my groups. And, um, we dig really deep into that. And it's always really interesting of like what we end up uncovering around body image, depending on the person, of course, but I've had clients who are, you know, in bigger bodies that are nervous about the judgment. And then I've also had clients in bigger bodies who are nervous about just everyday things that we take for granted. Like we were talking about before this, like fitting in a beach chair and there's so, so many just different ways that we can take this whole topic. But Britt and I did want to like, obviously acknowledge everybody's lived experiences are different and all of them are valid. Yeah. And um, no matter what you're dealing with, we're holding space for you. Yeah. But um, with our, with my clients, particularly, there's a lot of just like, wanting to cover up and because of insecurities and just feeling uncomfortable in your body. And it's hard to do that when you're going somewhere like the pool or the beach. And um, yeah. What about you? Are those the main concerns for your clients too? Yeah. I would say the clothing piece is a big one. And what I also have come across are clients of mine who have you know, their bodies have changed and they, they were finding that clothing that once fit them doesn't. And for those who have actually, um, you know, are no longer fitting in straight size clothing and, and find themselves more in plus size clothing, it's really hard because there just aren't as many options. And I think that could be like a whole other kind of conversation to have. Um, when it comes to clothing and summertime, I know it, you know, First of all, I actually think it's important to talk about the distress scale. So this is something that I speak a lot about with Brie Campos. Um, you know, I do body image work with Brie. And Brie talks about how distressful is this? Mm. So if someone is trying on clothing for summer and on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being highly distressed, 1 being not distressed, where does it fall? Because if it's falling near 9 and 10, probably don't want to touch it right? We probably want to just like, let it be if someone feels, you know, a three, four, okay, like that's something that we can work with. So seeing how distressful it is to try the clothing on. If you are able to get to a place where you can try the clothing on, and you see that it doesn't fit, rather than feel shame. And you know, you can feel all those feels, but recognize like, having your body change is a normal function of being a human. And it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean that you failed. 
it simply means that your body has changed. So how can we find clothing that are comfortable and that fit your here and now body? And whether that looks like shorts or skirt or dress or pants, whatever you can find that meet your needs financially and also in terms of comfort and the few that you that you enjoy. And again, there is a lot of privilege, both when it comes to financial privilege and also thin privilege and street, street size privilege. But I have had clients that have found more success online than in stores. Mm-hmm. Because although a lot of stores will call themselves, you know, inclusive or extended sizing, a lot of my clients get to the store and they're like, oh, we're, you know, we're out of stock or you should find it online. So that could be one way of finding clothing. But yeah, I mean, holding so much space because it's really hard to try on clothes, have them not fit and feel this like shame spiral occur. So my best advice would be to just recognize in any situation this summer where it falls on the spectrum of distress, whether that's going to the beach. If going to the beach is going to cause you 10 out of 10 distress, maybe there's something else that we can do. So really figuring out like what feels okay for you in that moment. Mm-hmm. And if you're at more of like, you know, three, four, five area of distress of like going to the beach, what are some ways that we can make it more comfortable so that you can actually enjoy your experience, right? Because I'm not, I mean, I don't make anybody do anything, but I'm not going to say like, oh, you should definitely go to the beach with your friends. If you're like, I literally can't focus on anything else other than I'm with, on my body when I'm with my friends. And it's, it's just never fun for me, right? Okay, well, then that's probably not a place that we want to, you know, an area we want to like force upon you at this point. But if you're like, yeah, I mean, I don't love it. I love the beach. I love, you know, going, I just hate the body image aspect of it. And I like worry that people are looking at me or I'll look at my friends and they're like, you know, have the quote unquote perfect body or whatever it is. Um, then what strategies can we use while you're there to ensure that you're having the most present experience possible, right? So I was telling Britt before this, like I came across the new like Skims swimwear and they had this like long sarong thing. That's kind of like, I don't know what that material is called. I mean, it's essentially bathing suit material, I guess. Um, but it was just like long and it looks like form fitting and really nice. And I was like, oh, that would be really nice to have at the beach because, you know, everybody has their specific insecurities and usually mine is more of like my legs. And I just like, mm-hmm. I just get uncomfortable and ge- not even about body size, but also just like in general, like not wearing a lot of clothes is like, yeah, it's, so, it, it's so weird. Like we do I mean, it on the beach and we're in bra and underwear where correct. It, that's literally how I, that. Yes. That's, that's literally how, I, I mean, I have not worn a bikini since spring break of college. I have really loved like one pieces mm-hmm. and there are times where I don't really want to take off my bathing suit cover up. It, it really depends on my mood, but, um, yeah, I think finding things again, like that you like, that you feel confident in that you can wear and be able to move about your day yep. in a way that allows you to enjoy time with friends, enjoy time at the beach, mm-hmm. because that's really what we're there for. And when we're so focused on our bodies, it really, it, it doesn't allow us to be present. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's a big struggle too, um, of like even finding something, no matter what size you are, um, obviously definitely harder for those people in larger bodies, but bathing suits, like 
literally suck. Like they are so hard to find a good yeah. one unless like there are those few companies where, I mean, a one piece is like $170 and I'm like, okay, right. I'm literally going to wear this once. This is stupid. But you know, like it, it's, it's pricey. It's not, a, yeah. It's hard to Completely. find like a good suit. So yeah, I mean, I always definitely, um, I, I love more so like getting cover-ups and beach cover-ups that I really like because I'll wear them more than once. And um, like you said, like maybe I'll take it off. Maybe I won't. 100%. Yeah. I, I feel like actually, and this, I do want to make this into another episode, but I just cleaned out my closet. I haven't gone through bathing suits yet and bathing suit cover-ups, mm-hmm. but I'm curious to see even with bathing suits, like if your body changes, like your bathing suit is going to change. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of bathing suits from past summers that likely don't fit me anymore. So just going through what you currently have in your closet. And again, we want it to be that it's not so challenging. It could be a little distressing, but not full-fledged distress. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's important to just know what you have, because I think a lot of the anxiety my clients have is going, going into summer. It's like, I don't know if I have clothes that I can wear Mm -hmm. and I don't know how, I don't know if my clothes will fit. So if we can get ahead of that and see, okay, like what in your closet, what does fit? And it doesn't mean that you need to sell or donate or get rid of the clothes in your closet that don't fit. If you don't feel ready for that yet, you can always put it to the back of the closet. But I think taking inventory of what you have, what is comfortable can remove some of the anxiety around summertime and summer clothing specifically. Yes. I mean, I've tried to like, this isn't really, well, kind of related to summer, but if I try and squeeze into shorts that I had in the past and I'm just like, oh my God, I literally hate this. And it feels very distressing. But then the second that you find a pair of shorts that are like, these are it, you realize it was never about your body. I mean, yeah, to an extent, but like when you find the clothing that actually fits you properly and you can feel much better in and it's not squeezing you and you're not suffocating from it, um, you just feel so, I mean, it just makes a world of a difference in terms of like your confidence, how you carry yourself and just how you feel internally about just like that day. I mean, we've all been there where body image just completely ruins your entire day because you're like, I used to like in college and everything, just try and have like the cutest outfit. I didn't care how it felt right. or you know, whatever. And now I'm just like, I literally don't care as long it has to be comfortable. And this is again, kind of another topic, but I used to always try and buy the smallest size just to say like, oh, I fit into this size now. Right. And now I'm like, I could care less with the sizes. I just want to be comfortable. Yes. And I will say that that comes with time and body image work. And so the goal is not to get to a place where you never have a challenging body image day because that is just not possible. Like as long as you have a relationship with your body, you will experience different emotions with your body and different experiences. But, you know, especially with the work that I do with clients, it's to help clients move through those challenging body image days, those distressing body image days, and be able to still enjoy the rest of their day. So again, it's not just say like, I'm never going to think about my body. My body will never, you know, come up, but more so when it does, how can we move through that? So we can still enjoy our friends and be present in our experiences and just live life. Again, it's not always going to happen, but I think that is more the goal than, okay, let's get to like this perfect 
place with our bodies. Yes, exactly. And that's where a lot of the stress comes in too, is when you're feeling frustrated that you're not getting to this perfect place because you're like, oh, why can't I just like love my body? And that's why it doesn't need to be the goal. The goal can just be like, what if you can just be neutral and you can go to the beach and be like, oh, well, this isn't the most comfortable thing, but I also don't hate it. And we're here and I'm more than my body and my experiences are so much more than my body. Yes. Yes. Um, and I'm trying to think of like other, other things that come up during summertime in addition to clothing. And I would say the other big thing is probably around gathering. So, and we can do a whole other episode on this as well, but like barbecues and travel experiences with food, if you know, that can bring up some anxiety for people. If you're still working on your relationship with food mm-hmm. and you go to a barbecue and there's a fear of like, well, what if there's nothing for me to eat? Mm-hmm. Um, or there's like guilt if you end up eating something. So I think that your relationship with food can definitely come into play when we're talking about summer and summer events, summer barbecues, summer parties. Yep, exactly. And kind of going back to, to what we were saying about like covering up a lot of the work that we like to do is what is it that you're seeking or what is it that you're hiding from? Right. Is it that your, your fear of judgment? Is it your wanting to belong? What are those things? Because a lot of the times when we figure out what those things are that we're really seeking, we can fulfill that in other ways. So if you're like, Oh, I just like, I don't feel like like I belong when I take off my cardigan. Like all of my friends are so much smaller than me or whatever it is. Okay, so you're seeking belonging, right? So how can we, what are other ways other than your body? Where are you when you feel like you belong? Who are you with when you feel like you belong? What type of conversations are happening? And most of the time, like I'll give an example for me, I feel like I belong when obviously when someone's paying attention to me, like they express interest in like what I have to say and where I feel just like safe in the space, meaning like I can be vulnerable and we can have like not surface level conversations. Right. Yes. So for me, those are the ways that I can like live, you know, according to my values and how I feel my best through making sure that all of my relationships help me feel that sense of belonging without it having yes. to my body. Yes. And that's why I think core value work is so important mm-hmm. when it comes to body image work. And so recognizing, you know, what is important to me? Like what values do I want to live by? And is this aligning with my values? Because the truth is when we're not aligning with our values, it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't know why it doesn't feel good. But then when you actually remove some of the layers, you're like, Oh, it's because I'm not aligning with my values. Like this is not actually what is like core and like essential to my being. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so even if you want like to figure out what the, cause sometimes you're like, I don't know, what are my values? You can literally, there's a Brene Brown um, yep. values list. You can just Google and just kind of like take a moment, look at it. And then it's like, okay, one of my values is family. Oh my gosh, I literally haven't prioritized family in three months. Well, chances are that's part of the reason that you're feeling distressed. Okay, mm-hmm. I haven't been 
prioritizing uh, vulnerability because I've been really blocked off to everyone else else in my life. Okay, well, how can we bring that more in, right? So living in alignment with your values can definitely really, really help with the body image component without having to change your body. Yeah, and I I actually use the Brene uh, Brown document as well. And you can Google it, it's free. Mm -hmm. And so just taking a few minutes, sitting down, choosing like three to five values that you live by. And there are different ways to do this. Sometimes I'll have clients choose three to five values that they currently live by and three to five values that they would like to live by if they feel like they're not living by their current values or the values that they want to live by. And we also want to recognize, especially when we are, you know, choosing to not opt into diet culture and all of our family and friends are, maybe our values aren't the same as some of, you know, your mom or your grandmother or your dad. That's not a bad thing. Like we all have our own values, but making sure that you are living within or aligning with your values and not your parents' values or your friends' values, your partner's values is also an important piece to this. Yes. Yeah. And this is not something that happens overnight. You're not going to look at the values list and be like, oh my gosh, amazing. I feel so aligned and everything is great. It takes, it takes work and there's a lot more layers to it, obviously. We both... I'm sure you do too, Britt, like dive in into in your programs and whatnot. Yes, um, definitely. It's very hard to explain. It's also, it, I mean, it's hard to give a specific framework because it is very individualized to the individual, yes. but that is a solid place to start. So I guess at this point, it's like, okay, so Lauren and Brittany, I'm literally going to the beach tomorrow. I'm freaking out. What do I do? I would say the first step is to see what clothing do I have currently in my closet that fit, that make me feel comfortable, that I physically feel comfortable in and kind of work from there. But in order to, I think like actually be okay in your body, you need to be wearing clothing that is not tight fitting, Mm -hmm. like uncomfortably tight fitting, because that's going to constantly remind you of your body, Mm -hmm. but rather have clothing that you feel good in, you feel... Um, comfortable in. That is one of the first steps. And if you go into your closet and there's literally nothing that fits, can you find some like basics? Can you buy a dress and, you know, a pair of shorts or Bermuda shorts, whatever that might look like for you, at least having some basics that you can work with because that will take away some of the stress around summertime and specifically summertime clothing. Yes, a hundred percent. I think that's the best place to start really is finding clothes, bathing suits, cover-ups that you actually feel somewhat comfortable in and that, and to prepare yourself because you don't want your friend to be like, Hey, let's go to the beach. And then you're like, Oh my God, I don't have anything to wear. And then you get to that really high level of distress on that distress scale. So what if you just, if you have the financial privilege, just go for a little shopping day, look online. Honestly, um, one of my favorite things, I was actually just doing this earlier, was I didn't feel like trying anything on in Zara. And I just like walked out the line was too long anyway. But I was like, I don't want to order anything online and have it all not fit because Zara is so jacked up. And I was like, oh, well, let me see. My favorite thing is to find people on TikTok who seem to like have a similar body shape slash size to me. And I'm like, oh, that looks so cute. Perfect. Ordering done. Like, and it's just, it's just helpful to see someone with a similar body shape. Yes. Kind of trying yes. the same thing. And then maybe that can help with the distress too. If you're like, I don't want to go into the store and try things on because I'm much more comfortable trying on at home or whatever it is. 
So this actually reminds me of a conversation I had with a client and she was saying that, you know, I, I don't even know what it's like for certain people in my size to wear specific types of clothing. And it's because she's never seen it. And so we actually took like 15, 20 minutes and followed a bunch of accounts that she could relate to that, you know, looked more like her. And it's so important to follow accounts whose bodies do resemble yours. So you can be like, you know what? That does look really cute. And that person looks amazing in it. Like, why can't I wear this as well? But I think getting that like fashion inspo is so important. So following people who look like you, whose style is similar to yours is such a great tip. Yep. And the words to look for, I think are important. So um, like, I mean, if you just search like Zara Hall, usually there's a ton of thin straight size bodies. Um, but you can also search midsize plus size. Um, and that will kind of help you to like figure out how to actually find those people too. Yes, completely. Amazing. We will definitely talk about this more. I think as summer, you know, it continues to get warm. I would love to have a conversation around just clothing in general and, and cleaning out your closet for some spring cleaning. I think that could be a nice episode. So we'll definitely chat. And if you're listening to this, and you enjoy what you hear, we would so appreciate if you could, you know, subscribe, rate, and write a review. It really helps our podcast get out there so we can continue to promote our message and, you know, get in front of a larger audience. So we'd be so appreciative. Yes, that would be amazing. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Food Therapy. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to support our podcast, please subscribe, hit download, and share it with your community. We value your feedback. If you feel inspired, please leave a review. Let us know what you've learned and what you would like to hear next. All information about this episode will be linked in our show notes. New episodes of Food Therapy come out every Sunday, but you can stay connected with Food Therapy all week long by following us on Instagram at foodtherapypod. As a disclaimer, this podcast should not replace therapy or working with a registered dietitian. Thank you again, and we'll see you next week.